Welcome to Pitch Talks. All right, bro. So let's get it on, man. Like, so let's talk about it. We're going to go through a little bit of intros. We're going to go through a couple games this week. Um, definitely a great, great match week and um, excellent weekend. But, yo, like, how, how's life, man? How's, how's shit going, man? Blessed and highly favored is how I like to say things are going, bro. That's that's me on a constant basis. Even when things are going bad, man, you just got to remember I am blessed and highly favored. I have no complaints. Everything's good. I'm eating, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. Jobs are right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so no complaints from me. Um, if you missed the last introduction, I'm DeAndre. I'm from Florida. Really, I was born in Texas, but I'm from Florida. Uh, so it is what it is. But yeah, life's good, man. No complaints. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, I I appreciate that, and you know, I I do that sentiment as well. Um, life is good. Things are not going. Things are just going up from here, so I can't complain. A lot of opportunities that's opening up, and that's all I can say about that. And uh, uh, you know, you know, life ain't great, but it's it's good. I'm alive. I didn't even think I'd make it to 30 growing up, as you know. Dang, we so, old. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, things are going up from here. So let's get into this first segment. We're going to talk about Wofford versus Liverpool. Um, so your initial thoughts, I mean, I can go to mine first, but I'll let you go first on this one, and then I'll go through my spiel. Well, my initial thoughts were... Uh... Wofford's coming back into the Premier League, so they're looking to get whatever they can out of this game. Probably not looking to win, you know. They're just trying to maybe see if they can steal a point. And this Liverpool team's been on fire. I said last week that a healthy Liverpool team can win the league, so I initially thought, yeah, Wofford's in trouble like this game. And um, looking back at the lineups, one of the things that stood out was they actually started two left-backs. They started Messina and they started Rose because they knew Salah was really going to be a problem. And <laughs> uh, it, it, turn, it turns out... Me about the, uh, the thought process behind that from a coaching standpoint. Um, me about the thought to, me, to me, I think it's just one of the options that you take. Like, I think Basically, they started like about five defenders because they knew that Liverpool was going to come for them. But especially Salah, like Salah's just been on a tear. He's been on fire. So I think they thought if they started a left back and another left back, basically one of them can be kind of more attacking. But then when they're in defense, they can almost like double up on Salah and try to take him out of the game. And, uh, I mean, if you if you watched the game, that didn't happen. Solid, solid dominated the game, but that that was the thought process, you know. It, to me, that's the thought process: is you put two people over there, one of them can be more of an attacking threat, and one of them can be more defending. But when Liverpool have the ball, like kind of got a two against one, and they hope they can slow them down. <laughs> and and I didn't really see that from the way that the game played out. It looked like Rose was on an island at times. And he didn't have the help. To me, the the coach didn't properly prepare for Salah to be there and that be that dominant. Um, he's playing like he's the best footballer in the world right now, and it looked like a lot of times, I mean, he got some help at times with truths. Um, but 
it wasn't enough, obviously. And we'll talk about the plays that he made later on. But I didn't feel like the coach properly prepared for that because you, there were five guys that were supposed to be there, but it was more like there were four guys there most of the time, the way I was seeing the, the way the game played out. Com- completely agree. Um, Rose got isolated a lot. So whatever the game plan was, it was not working. Um, I believe Drew had to look up and see if Rose was actually a left back. Like, he actually is a left back. He just kept getting left back in the game. So you didn't think, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, man. But he, I, I just don't, at, at some point, it's just like, is Salah this good? Or was Rose that bad? And we know Salah's good, but Rose, I think the announcer was saying that he he looked overweight and out of shape. And I agree. Like, he just didn't look like he was ready to play against yeah, Salah that game, man. And the player comparison I put out with was, Ray, was Raymond Felton. <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, in the league, he had, he had a lot of weight issues. And, uh, you know, so which hurt him on defensively. But he's a good offensive player, but obviously um, he was overmatched. And just and their, their you know we can talk about their adjustment was to move Rose into the center back into more center back role. Didn't really play play out the way that they wanted because she kept getting put in that position. Um, and for me, you know Rose, he, he he of course he got exposed, but there are plenty of opportunities where uh, plenty of situations where they had the ball. And this is one of my first notes is the Wofford just didn't care about having the ball enough. Mm-hmm. They just held possession, even if you're not going to try to score. Just hold, the, keep the ball, pass it around your back end, your left back, switch sides of the field. Yep. Just just keep the ball and stop trying to make things happen that aren't there. And then these things would happen because even all, on all the chances that they got, it was all because of counters and it wasn't because of plays were developing and things like that. It was all counter plays that they really beat them on. Um, one of the biggest moments. So Mane scores his uh, 100th Premier League goal, uh, with a brilliant pass by Salah on his left foot at the nine minute mark. Um, you can talk to me a little bit more about that. Yep. Yep. Uh, this was a, another situation. It's basically like you said, like it, I think it happened pretty much in transition. Like Salah got the ball. He had a whole lot of space. Mane made a really, really good run, and Salah made a really, really good pass. Like there ain't another way the to right put side it. Right with the left foot, on yeah. the left foot, the left foot, like just yeah. to make that pass, make it curl <laughs> like that with your left foot on the right side, just like doing on your back on the back side of your foot is just like that's you just yeah, gifted. Like, not a lot of players that can do that. It's a crazy skill set because you got to see the pass, you got to time it right because if you wait too long, he's gonna be offside. And then you got to get it there, so it's not too far. Like it's not too straight of a pass, so that the goalie can get it. Like it's, yeah, it, it takes a lot of skill, man. It, Salah's special. He's special. Usually, those aren't the type of passes that you see from him. You usually just see him dribbling past defenders and then going in and scoring goal. But it's just it was nice. a KDB type pass. It was a KD like the yeah. way he threw that. It was literally. I don't. Perfect. I don't know if it's as accurate as a KDB pass, but it was, it, it was sick. It was, it was sick. Perfect. You give it. You give him a lot of credit. <laughs> it was when I saw it live. Like, it was like, yo, they do that off your. And I haven't seen many players do that with their. You know, even if that, even though that's his dominant foot, to do that to make it yeah, curl yeah, like yeah. that, kicking it off this off the side of your foot like that. Usually, if you're gonna curl the ball, you got to do it with your with the foot that's on the on the side of the field that you're at. Yep. 
Yep. It's hard to do that that way. You have to be gifted as a passive like that. You don't see Salah do that a whole lot. You, you don't. Just, just tell you he's in his bag. You don't. So another yeah, thing, he was in his bag, yeah. <laughs> another thing, um, key point that I jotted down was Alexander Arnold. Um, man, that man looked great. <laughs> man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a stupid passer. He was we'll picking to- up. Wow. We'll have to we'll have to get into this in another episode probably. And plus, Kinsella's technically like a left back for y'all, but I don't know who I would take over those two man. They, I love watching Kinsella and uh, Trent both of them play. Like they are both amazing. But yeah, Trent Trent had a crazy game. He knew Whopper wasn't really matching up with them. He he just kind of sat back like a quarterback this game. I was like, I'll just make a run and I'm gonna try to hit y'all. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. Exactly. Um, also, run, run, a, run a post, run a post route, right, real quick, and I just hit you. Sar was being neutralized, and I was a little bit. Now, look, I'm not a huge. I'm obviously not a big fan of Wofford or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Sar was neutralized, and it, 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 their defense looked much better than they have, in my opinion, over over the season. Um, I don't know what to say more about that. He, he he tried to make things happen, but things weren't happening this game. It was just an off day. But yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because every time Wofford got like anything close to a break, it was uh, Hernandez that got the ball, and every time Hernandez got the ball, he lost the ball. It's as simple as that. Like Sar's the player that they want on the ball because he's. I think he's by far their best player. I don't know if anyone argue with that. Obviously, they got Suzoko in midfield, who's been in the Premier League for a lot of years. He's really good, but as far as like their biggest threat, it's it's Sar by far. No pun intended, but yeah, um, he uh, he he couldn't get enough of the ball to influence the game really, and just made it easy on um, Liverpool's defense really. But yeah, about them holding possession, I just think, I mean, I feel like they did play with three attacking players, but I don't know. I I just got to give credit to Liverpool. Liverpool didn't really let them play in this game. They dominated pretty much for the whole game. Yeah, dominated throughout. You got to talk about one solid goal there. Um, It was was reminiscent to the City goal game nightmares, but you know, that, that, like, the way he just Whip weave through that many people. His feet is excellent. He's on top of his game, we got to talk about him. Oh, um, and off obviously, Firmino he had his hat trick, but he didn't really do a whole lot. It was more he got set up for tappings. I mean, he yep. had three tappings, so yes, yep. he had a hat trick. Yeah, it's just um, it's just the Liverpool's the way they were playing that game. They they were just so fluid, and I think. I think what I noticed is Henderson was their midfielder that was kind of like helping like keep possession and stuff like that. So you didn't see much from him. But Milner in this game, Milner was the one that was like pushing forward like quite a bit. You saw him like uh, get on the end of overlap from Mane, and that was another good play for Mane. Mane actually had a really good game, but he had a little layoff to Milner, and then Milner just drove by and knocked a pass in the Firmino. But yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about Salah so much, even though Firmino had a hat trick, but it's like, 
his hat trick was, I guess you could just say all about positioning. Like he just had to be in the right place, put the ball in the net. It was simple. None of those were hard shots. Like you literally just had to be there and put the ball in. Simple as right. that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right at the right time. It was like yep. it's like it's like in you know, basketball we had Dwight Howard and those two. They be getting set up for alley hoops. Like they don't get a whole lot of credit. I'm exactly. I'm making the play yeah. happen. Though. I got to dunk the yep. ball, catch the dunk. So, yep. 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 Hard and hard and get like five or six assists a game to whoever their center is that game. Just dropping it off to him. All you got to do is finish, and that's that's how it was for him. But I, I mean, you got to give credit. The hardest thing in the game is scoring goals. He got three of them, so I give him credit. But but yeah, I mean. The, the team just the team just played really well. Like Liverpool wasn't losing that game. <laughs> yeah, complete blowout, five zero. Um, we don't have to say much more about that. Man, Dang, that's team. what minute five zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, hurt, especially from a standing standpoint because you know, goal differential or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I'll leave that alone. Just we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. But man of the match for you? Um, I mean it's, it's Salah for me. Like Trent was good, Milner was good, Mane was good, but Salah's just was. he's just different. He's just different, man. And he's been doing this consistently. And if you're still hating on him, like just just let it go. <laughs> just let it go, man. Just give the man his flowers, whatever you want to call it. Dude's ridiculous. Who you got? <laughs> Uh, it's the same. Salas, he just looks like one of the best players in, in the world right now. No way to take anything from him. Completely unstoppable. And that play was like exquisite. It was just like the footwork was crazy. It was like Ronaldo back in the day. So Brazil Ronaldo back in the day. Um, yeah, he's, he's just different. Like you, you usually have to work up and play a bunch of passes to get the goal. But this man's taking out three or four players and like getting goals like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous man <laughs> just ridiculous but hey i'm gonna say the same thing i said last week a healthy liverpool can win the league man they look scary they look good yeah legit right <laughs> yep absolutely all right so we're gonna get into the next game my boys versus burnley city versus burnley my quick notes on this is uh, Ben Mee is out for Burnley. COVID-19. Uh, Grealish, Walker, Diaz, Zichenko, all on the bench. Interesting. You know, it, it seems like Pep doesn't like to, when, when we're playing these trash teams, he doesn't get the best team out there. Um, he, he wants to give people playing time and he wants to see things happen. So, you know, I, I respect that he he uh wants to share the wealth, I should say. I guess. Yeah, gotta gotta rest players sometimes. I guess you, you yeah. got Champions League, so yeah. So find some rest. <laughs> and we won the Premier League last year, so I guess he's not overvaluing that. The the goal obviously this year is to win the Champions League. Yeah. So, um, quick the initial thoughts. Uh, Foden on the left side versus Logan was interesting. Um. Uh, in my opinion, Foley's one of the best players in the league, and he, he looked like he was out there dominating. He looked like he was different. Uh, early on, there was a brilliant pass by Cancelo to Silva. You know, Silva should, I mean, Silva should have finished it, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but 
Look, Silver made the on that on the next play. Silver made the next made made the next pass, and then uh, Foden had the shot to to score, but um, it didn't happen. The goalie made a great save. Um, they were talking about how you know, Foden should have made a better shot, but you know, I just feel like the eventually, you know, um, things are gonna happen, and then later on. Silver finds Foden in the middle. Foden makes a great shot, and then it gets deflected by the goalie, and then Silver gets a tap in. Um, it's a great goal, great setup. Uh, we were just dominating this game throughout. Um, KDB also picked out Sterling early on, um, but you know Pope made a great save around the 13 minute mark. And uh, but but we were we were dominating even though the score didn't look that way um, early on, but we were dominating and eventually. Um, we threw them out the doors. Yeah. Uh, it should have been, been a 4 0, but we got a 2 0. Not a whole lot to say about this one. But. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just can't get the goals, but my initial thought looking at this game was from a Man City perspective, I'm like, Pat does anything he wants at right and left back, and there ain't none, no one can tell him about it because. Was was Ake y'all left back for this game? I think he was, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever seen him play left back. But yeah, we talked about that. And, but he's played <laughs> left back. He's played yes. left back. So, you know, made a okay, big deal about that. Whatever, whatever, man. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Yeah, you just yeah. throw him back there. But no, yeah, and then and then like do. like you said, Ben Ben Me was out because I was like I've never even heard of whoever Collins is defending. But when I was looking at Burnley's team, I'm like, it looks like they got about 55 defenders out here to try to, <laughs> to try to defend against Man City, and it's not going to work because they're not going to be able to keep the ball, and they're going to give up a goal eventually. Simple as that. <laughs> we dominated, but you know, Burnley looked dangerous. I have to give them respect because um, they made plays and they made opportunities. They had chances to score goals. Um, and and really, you know, you talk about Ake being on the left side. Most of the danger that happened was on the was on the was on the left side of with Cancelo again, of oh, just okay. being over aggressive and making making mistakes. Um, I mean, obviously he's a great offensive player and he's a great defensive player, of course too. But defensively, he makes mistakes mm-hmm. and he's out of position. He's often out of position because he wants to be overly involved in the game. And um, they were making a lot of things happen on the on the left side and we, we almost gave up a couple goals in this game. Um, even though we, we dominated possession. Yeah. Y'all can, um, if you get tired of Kinsella, like Chelsea will gladly take him. I think he's an awesome player and we'll just make sure he ain't got to do anything with Salah one-on-one and we'll be good. Like great, great player though. Huge fan, huge fan. <laughs> Definitely huge fan. So no, he's, <laughs> I would say key thoughts on this game. KDB, um, he looked a little, he looked a little stiff out there. You feel like his injury really hurt him. I'm pretty sure I texted you about this. I'm worried mm-hmm. about his longevity in the game. He looks like that that injury that he suffered in the, uh, I guess what it was over the summer. I can't remember what it was over the summer, but international play. He really he shouldn't have played through that because that really hurt him in in. Starting this Premier League, and he looks like he that injury is gonna be a problem for him for a while. Uh, obviously, he made a couple of great plays. He made a, a great pass, a couple of great passes. Um, he's mm-hmm. still on top of the game. He's one of the best in the world. But um, he looks struggles. He struggled to keep the ball. He was losing the ball. He's never been a great 
on-ball player, making people miss type of guy, but he's always been skillful enough to, to make people miss and just keep the ball. Keep the ball, yeah. And, yeah. Like, he was struggling to keep the ball in this play. He was, he was losing a couple of duels there, and it just, uh, it was frustrating to watch. Um, um, another thing, Mares, and, you know, I talked about this last season with Mares. The pet's been really, really patient with Mares. And Mares, at times he looks so great, and at times he looks, it's like a J.R. Smith type of, you know, relationship. <laughs> it's just, it's all or nothing. It's never back, consistent. Back with the NBA comparisons. Love it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough because, you know, he's such a talented player. Um, but at times he just, like, what are you doing? Just finish the play or, or like, make a better decision. Um, I'll leave it at that. I can go on, go off on Mares. To a song, but he, he, he obviously he's playing good enough to, to, to get get into this game. But more about this game was more about uh, spreading wealth, like I said with Panama. Um, but um, Silva was, and I'll just skip through this. Was the man of the match? So Silva looks amazing, uh, especially over the. Like, I was been pretty disappointed in him in the last couple of year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look his best. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. But this season, he's been excellent throughout. He's actually took Gundigan's spot, basically now. Um, Benched uh, him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically, he's a shoe in every every game. Uh, Silva was amazing, and if he keeps this up with DeBorn in center field, Rodri, like that that part of the field is is set, and we don't have to worry about flipping dudes in and out. Uh, and several plays like that, especially how great he is with the ball is, uh, at his feet. So it's just, uh, Silver was excellent. Um, yeah, I got to give a, I gotta give a shout out to Rodri though, because I mainly just watched the highlights of this game, but he's, he's been good for y'all. Like, obviously, Fernandinho is getting up there in age, and I've been telling you about that, how he just looked, he looked like he can't keep up anymore. But Rodri's positioning and just, Helping y'all keep the ball and keep possession, like he's he's been really good. Don't sleep on that man. He's he's actually been solid. Now that I say this, he probably now that I say this, he probably gonna mess up next game. But he's he's been good for y'all. He's been important. <laughs> he's, been he's gonna be there. I don't see yeah. that changing. Um, yeah. You know, KDB finishes it off with a great shot. Um, Marvez uh, like loses the ball, or whatever falls on the ground and. And then uh, he gets a great shot uh, with, his, with his left foot. He talking about his left foot. I saw um, it. He's, Impressive. He's, he's solid with both feet. He's accurate with both feet. It's just like there's nobody like him, um, in my opinion. Uh, and we really close that really sealed the deal. Even though we should have scored a lot more. Um, Foden shine, KDB shine, um, Silver shine. Cancelo had his moments. Raji had his moments. Mares had his moments, but um, we dominated. Um, talking about takeaways for for us in the future, I just feel like we just got to build on this. Um, while we recording this, we already had a Champions League game while we looked dominant. But you know, based off the competition, I can't really speak on that. It doesn't really matter. But um, I feel like I, I feel good about where we're at, and I feel like we're improving. Um, Pep's got to figure out lineup stuff because Phil at Center forward is not the answer, um, but um, we talked about this on the last episode with you know, Torres possibly being the answer. Um, obviously, now he's hurt now, so he's not going to be around. 
so that can't be the answer for a while. Um, Grealish sat the whole game, so basically, um, that's obviously not going to be a continuing thing. So Pep's got some things to figure out, but it's good. It's good to have too much talent than not have enough talent. And so, um, any final thoughts for you before we go to break? Um, nah, nothing for me. I already said, uh, don't sleep, don't sleep on Rodri. He's a good player. He's, he's holding it down in the midfield this year, but he's due to make a mistake. Hopefully it's against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All, right. All right, so we're going to go to break and then we're going to come back. So now we're talking about your boys, man. All right, my boys, my boys. Um, Biggest thing for me in this game, and I didn't look into this, I didn't know if it was injury thing or just a rest thing because we obviously had a Champions League game coming up. But our back three was, I think his name is Malong Sar Christensen. And Trevor Chalaba. And this is the youngest, most inexperienced back three that we've ever had in the game. So that's what I want to say, starting from Chelsea. No excuses, but I'm just saying, like, we started with a young team. And not only that, we only started with two forwards when in most games we start with three. So we started with Lukaku and Timo. Um, we had Ruben Loftus Cheek. Kovacic, Conte, those are all like midfielders in my opinion, and they played like midfielders. Like they got forward when they could, but they played like midfielders. And then we had Aspie and uh, shoot, Aspie and Chilwell, obviously, and then Mindy and Goal. Um, there actually isn't a whole lot to say about this game. Um, you're gonna call me a hater because I don't have a lot of credit to give individual players from Brentford. I mean, that Mbwenu guy that's on their team, he's always kind of scary because he's quick and he actually makes solid decisions when he has the ball. So Umo. I'll give him credit. Huh? Umo? Yeah. Mbou- hey, I don't, he, Umo. He's quick. Yeah, he's quick. He's, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's quick and he makes solid decisions when he gets the ball. I'm, I'm a big fan of Ivan Tony. I'll give you that because he... You gotta find an NBA comparison for him for me because he just plays with so much swag, like, and he's good though. He can back it up because he's really good, but he just plays with just like so much swag, like he's the best player out there, you know. And he just getting into the Premier League. Um, but uh, as far as individual performances, of course, I'm a focus on my team, so I got plenty on my team. But I'm trying to get Brentford out of the way, and those two are, I think. Well, I mean, they're, they're attackers, so they're the ones you see the most. And I think, I think they're really good. I think they're the ones that are really like keeping Brentford where they are in the league. Cause they're killing it. They're killing it. You got something um, to say though. What you got? <laughs> office cheek and, uh, 
Kante looked well playing off together early on. That was they they have some chemistry there. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they looked really good early on. Um, yes. Um, another one of my notes was um, the uh, a beautiful volley goal by Chilwell at the forty-five minute mark, right before the uh, end of the half. Was, of course. Um, yeah, so you can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So. Detail. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't remember who crossed the ball in, but we had some good play down on the right side and we got a cross in the box. It didn't hit the target. But the main thing I think people sleep on from that is that the ball was going towards Lukaku and Lukaku's kind of on a goal drought, kind of is what it is. But if you watch Lukaku, like there's like three defenders around Lukaku, which is why Chilwell is literally in acres of space, as they would say, by himself. And he's able to get this volley in. So it's like, okay, yeah, Lukaku doesn't score there. But if you're drawing, like, three defenders' attention, like, someone else is going to have some space to score. And this this time it happened to be Chilwell. But um, I think that goes back to the last game. Of, say what? Similar to the international goal that Chilwell had. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's just finding he's, – he's been great on these volleys, but – I think the biggest thing is he's just finding so much space because he's not just running down the wing as a left back would normally do. Like he's actually like getting more involved in the midfield and he's been doing that since the game before too. And he, I was watching the champions league game again today and he had another like <clears throat> game where he was just like so involved in the center of the pitch when normally he would be on the outside and it's, it's really causing teams problems, honestly. And he's actually getting a lot more opportunities than you would think he would get to score goals. So that's obviously something that Tuchel likes, likes us doing offensively. But yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's pretty much all we had attacking wise. Like <laughs> in the first half, we snuck a goal in and then in the second half, like, it was it was all Brentford. Can't even lie. It was all Brentford. They were a very physical, very athletic team, and that's and that's that's what happened. Like they they dominated the possession in the second half. We couldn't keep the ball, which I think was because we only had two forwards. I think every time Timo got the ball, like he literally could look for Lukaku, and that's it. Like there's no one else for him to look for to pass the ball to. Like he can pass it back into the midfield, but. Brentford just outmatched us energy-wise, and we were just defending for our lives. And at the end of the day, man, it matches Mindy because he just he just stole us he just stole us three points. Like he stole us three points because Brentford. I remember the problem was we could not win a header to save our lives, and that was me. That was my reasoning for going back to our three defenders because they were they were all good. They all had really good games, but. I would consider all of them kind of like ball playing, uh, center backs and not like straight up physical, like winning header type center backs. Our two center backs that are best at that are Rudiger and Thiago Silva. And neither one of those are in this game. So I'm not going to say that we deserve this win because Brentford definitely came for us in the second half, but I'll take it. I'll take it. We stole it. it. And yeah, Mendy. 
Um, no, nor God made a, a, a gr- amazing bicycle kick. And, <laughs> yeah. and then Mendy saves it. It's like, yo, Mendy is like, he's like, you know, I, I was talking about this before. It's like he's, a, yep. I call him Mendy, Mendy Matrix. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, <laughs> like he's yeah. like. They be calling him a spider Mendy, bro. Oh, spider Mendy. I mean, Leo out there. Everything is slowed down. You just can save everything that you, you can't beat that dude. He's, he's, he's clearly the best. Uh, goalie in the Premier League, um, probably at saving the ball. Yeah, we can yeah. have a debate later on. We'll talk about complete goalies if you care about passing and that. Because yep. I'll have my house with Ederson. But um, Mendy's obviously, I agree that he's also the player of the, player of the game or man of the match. Um, just just amazing performance by him. He was super hyped up. Um, the defense, they, they made mistakes. And it was mostly about people not being there. Rudiger's not out on the injury, and yep. Alonzo's back there, or Reese James is back there. Then these things probably don't happen. But um, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's another big player that's just well. not quite back at fitness, and he's just real physical and can win headers. And we didn't have him in the game either. Like we really, uh, I mean, I'm thinking he did it because people were still working their way back to fitness because. All those players that I mentioned that weren't in there, they ended up playing today in the Champions League, and I think we won four zero, and we just looked, we just looked so much better. But uh, but yeah, it is what it is though. Like whatever he was doing, he got away with it because we came out with a one one zero win, and we'll take it. But props, big big props to Brentford because they came, they came like they were not scared, they were not afraid. And they continued to create chances, but Mendy just was not giving up a goal that game. He just was unbeatable. <laughs> All right, so I don't have nothing more to add to that. Um, we can move on to our next segment. I mean, key takeaways for the rest of the season. I'll give you that. How you feeling about how the season's um, going? I feel good. I feel good. The one thing that scares me after today is. Timo and Lukaku both came out of the game through injury. It was a real rainy game, so I think they were both leg injuries. They didn't, I think I saw Timo in the stands afterwards. He didn't look too distraught, so I think he will probably be back pretty soon. Uh, Lukaku's looked more like an ankle injury, so I don't know how quickly he'll be back. Um, I do know that Kai got his opportunity because of those two going out and Kai actually looked really, really good today. And that was, it was great because it was a much needed good performance from Kai. I think Mason Mount might need to work his way back into form. I really like him playing in the midfield more than an attacking position because I think he just gives us more in the midfield, but I'm not the coach and we won a Champions League, so I can't really say too much, but I think he, I think he helps us out a little bit more in the midfield role, but I'm getting, I'm getting way far away from the question. But yeah, going, going into this, like I'm, the fact that we could keep a clean sheet with our second choice defenders, I'm happy. I'm happy about it. And Mindy was amazing, but I'm happy. <laughs> and I think, uh, the only thing that worries me, would be those injuries pretty much. But other than that, 
We look good. Alright, bro. So, let's get to our next segment. Um, this is a special segment. We will have a, uh, you know, a special segment every, every episode where we just talk about random stuff. You know, I try to take little cards from my favorite uh, podcast, like the Another Talk Show. We just talk about funny silly stuff, random stuff, random. So, um, we're going to call this segment Nah, bro, because we're not going to agree on this. Uh, <laughs> this is a debate that we've had, you know, many, many times. Um, because we're music snobs. Um, but, uh, you know, this segment is, uh, this topic we're going to talk about is, uh, Jagged Edge versus Boys to Men. <laughs> oh, man. You know, so for me, obviously I know what you're going to say. I ain't going to get into all that mainstream and how people feel, but for me, Jagged Edge is far superior to them. Um, if you want to talk about the hits to me that really hit home, um, for me, Jagged Edge, Walk Out of the Heaven is probably one of my favorite. If it's not number one, it's with uh, Special Girl with Donald Jones. It's it's two. It's one or two. I, mean, I debate those two with myself all the time, but uh, you know, it's just a there's just so many great songs. Um, good luck, Charm. Promise. Uh, no, he can't love you. Let's get married, uh, man. Just like uh, even where the party at, you know. It's just for me, Jagged Edge is 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 elite. They put out the best content. Uh, I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm talking about more consistent, great content, not more about you know. It's more quality over you know quantity. Uh, Boys and Men's got a lot of quality. I'd say. You know, uh, quantity, but when it comes to quality, it's just jagged edge, just next level. To me, the key for them is about them having artists, because they have so many features where artists want them to be on songs. Like, like, do that have songs with them? Like, when, 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 when artists give you, put, put you out there and want to beat you, have you in their features or have you in the songs, it's like, that's, that's the difference in me. And, you know, purists like myself, you know. You tell the difference. Like, sure, like yourself. Your like, yeah. like yourself. Like yourself. Man, it, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know what Drew's thinking, but it's... I mean, it's boys to men by a mile, man. I mean, I feel like you just named off four songs, and I think if you named a fifth song, no one would know what you were talking about. Because, <laughs> because it's just Jagged Edge. And, I mean... And I can't go too hard on Jagged Edge, but I like Jagged Edge. I do. I do. I like Jagged Edge. But it's like, boys to men, you hear them everywhere. And the reason you hear them everywhere is because they got the best music, man. Like, End of the Road, On Bend and Knee. I think Tony put me on that one. Um, so, so Water- put you on that. Yeah, he did. He did. Yo, he did. Just off the top, like, you know, like, let's get married. Like, like so that's what I'm talking about, Peak. I'm talking about peak. You know what I'm saying? Put, like he put me on one song. Put a little ump in it. He put me like, on one song. <laughs> he put me on one song. I, I already knew that the water runs dry. Motown Philly. Um, a song for Mama, of course, which I mean, pretty much gets played at every wedding. Um, the song with Mariah Carey. Like, there's plenty of hits, man. The song with Mariah Carey. Just think about just, just think one about sweet this day. Just one like, sweet day. 
Like, I just wanted to make sure you knew because you probably didn't know because you just listened to Jagged I, Edge. No, I listened to all the uh, obviously <laughs> obviously I listened, but I mean, yep. just think about like um, even freaky things. Like never, heard it. never heard it. Never heard it. Never heard ludicrous song, freaky freak things. Like it's on, it's on this album. It was on, it's ne- on ludicrous album. Never it's heard on, it. Um, what, what album is this? It's, uh, <laughs> uh, word of mouth. Like literally, like. You, you the one, like, like, so, but, um, I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all have to let us know, y'all have to let us know what y'all think, but, uh, we, we run this by multiple people, and I would say about 90% of the people chose boys to men. Drew did clown somebody on my Twitter because they didn't know. I think it was like walked out of heaven that they didn't know, and I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. I was like, all right, all right, you can't be, you can't really be in the debate. <laughs> you know, you know I was the like, about walked out of heaven. That I, was like, I can't relate to that song in any way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just good. Like, yeah. Are you like, you know, if like you touch you in some way that like in some experience, like at least R&B, I can't really, you know, relate to any R&B songs, but like. That joy is just fire. Like, yo, you feel like you was actually in a relationship that <laughs> happened in a relationship that never happened. You know what I mean? You like, like, I felt that joy. Like, it was like, it happened to me. You know, that's how great the song was, man. And my boy would take all the notes. Like, yo, it was such a classic, man. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, like a vault. Like, you think like, yo, damn, what happened to that relationship? You know, we talking about you know, we talking about a fun in, in previous conversations, but like, yo, what happened, bro? Like, these, you feel, you feel like that he recorded that song after a breakup or something. You know? I told you, I tell you how my friend in high school uh, came up to me and was like, you know this dude Avent? I was like, Avent, who is that? They're like, Avent, Avent, and then they played me one of the songs, and it was a Vaughn. I'm like, I'm like, that's a Vaughn, and they're like, oh. I just listened to his music. I didn't know his name. I was like, "Yeah, you're you're fired. Get out, get out of here." I don't know no Avins, but uh, but yeah, that's that's a debate for another day. But y'all y'all have to let us know, man, who who y'all think is the best. Like to me, it's to me it's just boys to men. They just got classic songs, you know, like a lot of no skip songs. Classics, and I feel like I, gave you I feel classic, like bro. I feel like it's just not the same with with. Jagged Edge. I do like I do like Jagged Edge though. I do like Jagged Edge, but I feel like nine out of ten people are picking boys the men over them. And, and I will actually agree with you about the mainstream, but I just feel like the mainstream is wrong. You know, you're not gonna get the vaccines. Like there's a lot of dumb people. So, <laughs> there's a lot of dumb people. Opinions. Nine out of like, ten people are dumb. They're just wrong. They're just dumb. So flawed. You just not versed. But it is. They just wrong. Their opinions are wrong. That's I, it. Yeah, yep, wrong, <laughs> wrong opinions out there. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna go to the next game. Um, we're gonna leave it, leave it at that. All right, so let's get into this last game. Everton versus West Ham. This was a Sunday game. 
I can get my initial thoughts. Um, West Ham was dominating. They were really putting a stranglehold on this game at the beginning. Looked like everything uh, you know, wasn't really didn't come to play. Um, Gray was really quiet. He's been neutralized. Um, that was pretty shocking, especially the way he's been playing lately. Um, uh, but I mean, I did love the way that Ben Rama and Tony were playing together, just like in the previous game with Chelsea. Um, players playing together, like just, just working, you know, giving goes and just, just working that that right side. Uh, ben Rama was really good, and with Antonio and just making things happen. I really, really like Ben Rama. I'm a huge fan of him, and um, that's my initial thoughts. Yep, yep. Same, same, same for me. Um, that Ben Rama and Antonio relationship is working out very nicely. Ben Rama keeps finding him and he just looks like, uh, I don't know. It was like he doesn't have like the passing quality of like a Bruno or a KDB, but he's got good vision and he's quick and he's like decisive. So he's always, he's always dangerous once he gets the ball. Like you don't really know what he's going to do and he's usually, usually pretty, pretty good at getting the ball in a good position. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Declan Rice and Suchek are really, really good players. Like, they're the two CDMs for West Ham. And they really help them, like, get the ball back so that they can push and push kind of like they did against Everton. Um, I do want to say, like, I think it was in the first half. I think it was in the first half where Gray found a little bit of space. End up getting like a one on one and just completely left his man, put in a beautiful cross, but of course no one's there to finish. And this just kind of goes back to them still not having Richarlison and still not having Calvert Lewin. And it's sad because like I really want to like this Everton team. They're actually fun to watch. And DeCorey went out this game too. So hopefully I think he's out for like six or seven weeks too. So they're going to. They're going to struggle. Like, they're probably going to struggle for the next six or seven weeks if they don't see Richarlison and Calvert Lewin come back. But, like, if you're watching the Premier League, don't sleep on Everton because they're, they got a good team. Like, they actually defended really, really well this game as well. Um, Rondon looked better than he was in previously, previous games. Like, he didn't look great, but he looked better. He got on the, he actually got on the end of some crosses this game. So he wasn't completely inactive. Um, I would say the only person that really let me down for Everton was Awobi because he got the oh, ball on a I bunch did. of good. <laughs> oh my God. Gray had a beautiful play to him at the 27 minute mark and he yeah. had an easy tap in and messed it up. It was yeah. I was like, that was like Sterling, like Sterling 2.0. Yeah. 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 Awobi wasn't great. And then, uh, I might have skipped too far. I might have went too fast on this, but Pickford actually made a couple really good saves, but Antonio jumped up for a header and Pickford was there. And to me, I think Pickford's a shorter goalie. So it's like, you want to cut him slack. But to me, if someone's going up for a header and you're the goalie, like right next to them, you have to get to that ball and you got to punch it clear. Like you literally get to jump up with your arm and punch the ball out of the air. 
and they have to go with their head. Like, you got to be winning that. Like, you have to get to the ball first. You know what I mean? And he doesn't get there, and that leads to the corner, and then they end up giving up a goal on the corner. And I'm like, I don't know if it's Pickford's just too short. He can't jump. I don't know exactly what it is, but if someone's going up for a ball with their head, and you can't get there with your arm to punch the ball out, like, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. That's disappointing. And that's how they lost the game. <laughs> and, it, and it's really hard because Pickford was excellent this entire game. Both yep. teams created chances. This was yep. not, even though even though this was a 0-0-0-1 game, yep. both, both teams had plenty of opportunities to score goals. And both goalies made made the plays. They made plays. Pickford was, pretty, was, yep. he was brilliant. Brilliant throughout this game. Was there was so just a couple of times where he just made he made a mistake, or he just didn't judge the ball the way he should have judged it, like you explained. And they paid for it that one time. But um, he was highly point him out. He was he was excellent. Um, yeah, he had a good game. He had a good game. And there, okay. yeah, and and West Ham was creating, and they were dominating possession and everything. But Everton didn't really give up any clear chances. You know they. They defended really well. I was impressed with Keane. Godfrey's just really athletic, so he's always decent as well. Like they just, just they just don't have the finishers, man. Townsend and Damari Gray are both like kind of balling out the last couple games, but they ain't got nobody in the box to finish it for them. Yeah, and I mean. And Rondon's another, you know, I guess we can talk about him a little bit. Rondon's irrelevant. Um, yeah. <laughs> at this point, it's two straight games where he's been um, out there um, um, working on his cardio instead of uh, <laughs> in football. But I'm not going to be too hard on him because he he made good runs uh, throughout. Uh, he he wasn't making mistakes. He just didn't, he didn't have as many opportunities as he had the last game. But uh, he just—I just feel like he doesn't—he just doesn't. The the defense doesn't really care or to care to care or put people on him. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's not, not a, like he, at least not putting pulling bodies. So. He's not a big enough. He's not a big enough threat. It's—I don't know. I'm probably gonna say this over and over again until they come back. Like Richarlison and Calvert Lewin are very missed by this team. Like they need them because. Damari Gray and Townsend are creating the chances, and they just need someone to finish them. It's all, it's all, that's all they're missing for Everton to be a, I would say, at least top eight team. I don't know what position they're in the league right now, but like they look good enough to fight for like at least Europa League spots, but they need those finishers back for sure. No, and injuries is really hurting them. Yep. And you can... You can tell by the way they're playing. So, um, man, the match for you on this game. Uh, I mean, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one in a one nil that came off a header from a corner. I mean, do you just give it to Ogbonna because he scored the header, and obviously you kept the clean sheet? It's tough. It's tough. Like. And Rama had a good game, but obviously didn't lead to any goals. I guess you just give it to Ogbana because, I mean, I'm a defender by, by trait coming from, uh, playing basketball. So I, I just give it to Ogbana. You don't, you don't see, you don't see 
defenders get much credit, but he didn't give up any goals. You can only defend who you're playing against. Like, he didn't let Rondon score, <laughs> and he got his own goal. So, yeah, Agbana for me, I guess. <laughs> I have to agree on this one. I don't have a lot, whole lot of thoughts on this game. I mean, at, the, at this point, I mean, for me, Pickford really shined, even though he made mistakes, but... Yep. Um, yep. Everton should have won, in my opinion, Everton should have won this game if they created enough chances to, to, to score and they just didn't capitalize. But, Awobi. But Awobi's not the one. I hear that. Awobi is not the one, man. You gotta, <laughs> gotta get him out of there. <laughs> Alright, so weekend overview. What's your thoughts about the real weekend overview? Um... I guess I'll I'll start off by saying <laughs> we I don't know if we can this this dude head's got to be huge if he's listening but Salah is just he's different man he's different like in with KDB both of us are fans of KDB with KDB not playing at his best right now and Bruno not really doing anything spectacular recently like. He's just shining. Like, he is just shining. Like, you're almost expecting a moment where he gets the ball and just goes past three defenders each game. And that's not normal, man. That's not normal. Like, you're just taking three players out of a game, like, without passes. Like, you're just going by them. It's, it's not normal. So, that's my takeaway. Mo Salah is still Mo Salah. Um, Chelsea picked up another win, so I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I mean, I'm impressed with Liverpool, but it was Watford, but they still got a chance to win the league, but I still like us to win the league too. Chelsea, that is. So, weekend over for me, um, pretty much City looked the same. Chelsea looked pretty much the same. A little disappointing at times. Um, Liverpool looked great too. Um, man of the weekend for me was Mendy. Okay. Um, stress how amazing that man was. Throughout um, that game, saving goals, making every play, making no mistakes, um, really with even with his feet of, of of making passes, even if there was simple passes, just not making mistakes. Because I just watched it with Ederson. Like he, sometimes he just makes mistakes, even though he's a better passer. He just he he, he makes mistakes. Many. Damn near didn't make a single mistake that whole game, and he would have carried y'all to that win. Yeah. He was he really stood out for me this good weekend. Call. Yeah, good call. So yeah, let's get into this. Yeah, yeah, perfect. He literally made no mistakes. He was no yeah, mistakes. Yeah. He was bonus for us this week is United versus Leicester City. All right, this was a great game. It was. It really was. Uh, I have to say, like, let me start with United because I got less to say about them. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, uh, United was missing their starting center back this season in Varane, but I'm not going to say this game would have went any better with him because he hasn't been great since he's been there. But, uh, the game started off with a spark. Um, Greenwood, who's a player I like a lot, huge, huge fan of Mason Greenwood. He gets the ball on the right side, cuts in, 
on his left and just fires a shot like to the top corner. Smichael can't get anywhere near it. So great start for uh, Manchester United for sure. Brilliant. Gold just, just kind of came out of nowhere. What do you say? Brilliant. This yes. Brilliant. Yes, nice. man. I, I mean, I've been I've been telling you about this dude. Like he's he's insane, man. He is insane. He's a problem off that off that right side. He's a problem. Um, but after that, like Leicester pretty much took over the game. I would say, man. I, I think I think they were really outplaying them. And the player that stood out the most for me was Tielemans. Like, I knew Tielemans was good, but, like, he's shown that his game is absolutely complete. Like, he doesn't have a problem defending and going and winning the ball back. He's not the best tackler, but he's just got a lot of energy and just happens to nick the ball back and win the ball back off the people. Um, and he's the reason they get back into the game. Uh, you got to watch the highlight of this goal that he scores, and you got to tell me if you think he really meant it or not honestly I don't think he meant it I think he saw somebody running back in the far post and um he tried to pass it to him but it ended up going into the goal it looked it looked beautiful though like beautiful looking goal like um and it came from them pressing and I think McGuire made a mistake and they pressed and that's how they got the first goal back but um but after that I think I really think uh they controlled the tempo of the game and it was just a matter of if they can get enough goals to kind of like get through United um keep the distance right yeah yeah to keep the distance because of course other teams got Ronaldo and everything um there was a point at in the game that Ian Nacho I think he like left his first defender and then megged another defender and it didn't lead to the goal but I was like my goodness like is Man United really this bad at defending that Ian Nacho's just walking through their team? Who do you think he is? Mo Salah? Like, what's going on? Um, so, so yeah, that happened. Um, but <laughs> Ian Nacho should have scored at the seven, seventy-five minute mark on that. That he was like basically wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah, goalie yeah. had an amazing save. It tipped it and then it hit the goalpost. Like that was. That was super lucky that they that didn't, that didn't end up being another goal. Yeah, but I'm yeah. a United hater. I will admit it. You're what? I'm a United hater, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people are United haters. I'm not a big United fan either, so it makes sense for you because you like City. But I, I'm I'm just a hater just because. But uh, United does. Get a second goal. Who scores their second goal, though? Let me look that up. Rashford. Okay, so, okay, 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 thank you. So, um, Rashford actually comes on. I don't remember who he subs for, but he actually comes on, and um, it's good because United has a couple players that can pick out a pass, but the players that they had on the field weren't really ones that make runs. So obviously Rashford comes in and he's known for like the runs that he makes off the ball. And what does he do? He immediately comes in. The defender Lindelof, who I've seen do this multiple times, he he's definitely got this in his game where he could just play a long ball to someone. Um, and he plays the ball to Rashford and Rashford basically just scores on the break. A uh, beautiful goal. But then immediately after Lester gets the ball, Starts pushing down the left side, 
and it's Iosi Perez. He crosses the ball in, and Vardy just bangs it into the corner. Like I, I don't even think it was a minute later that Leicester scored this goal um, to equalize. And that's what I just meant by like they really were controlling the tempo. Like, of course, Man United got a goal from Greenwood, which was out of nowhere, and then they got a goal that I don't even think technically was on a counter, but Lindelof just picked out a great pass. So it's like Man United scored, but I feel like they just scored in in moments, and I feel like Leicester really controlled the game. And after they got it back to two two. They ended up getting a corner and they scored off the corner and ended up winning the game and it was a tap in. I mean, pretty fortunate to get that goal, I think. But Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fortunate goal, but I I just think like they just I just think they controlled the tempo. And one of my biggest takeaways from this game was I think it was the first time in a while that I've watched United play and Bruno was like a ghost. I didn't I don't remember seeing Bruno in this game. He wasn't on the ball much. And I don't remember seeing much from Ronaldo either. I think, I don't know if it was Leicester doing a good job of taking him out of their game or they just were tired. I don't know. But neither one of them showed up for United. And it shows because they lost 3-2 and one of their goal scorers came off the bench. It, it was uh, it was a 4-2. Oh, it was 4-2. I missed yeah. the goal somewhere then. No, yeah. yeah. Past ninety minute mark, they scored, um, but uh, it was already over. But I agree that um, Bruno, a rare, rare rare situation where he doesn't look like the best player on the field. He yeah. didn't have his best performance. Um, I have to give a shout out to Vardy. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jamie Vardy. He, man, that dude's a baller. I just <laughs> like that. I just I, I like I want to do like that on my team. He's rags to riches, bro. Rags to riches, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> he's yeah, but he's oh man, the dude is excellent. Super talented. Um, sees the field great. Um, uh, I want I want a guy like him on my team, but um, obviously we don't need him. But he's he he would be great to have. Um, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo actually he he had flashes. He just didn't finish anything. Um. Um, but he had flashes. He had his moments. He was making good runs. He didn't look like he didn't belong out there. It wasn't like a Rondon situation or anything like that. I mean, he lost or anything like that. Never going to have a Rondon situation. Yeah, you know, it was more like a Lukaku lately type of thing. But I think just aren't clicking. They just didn't, yeah, they just didn't click, and chemistry just wasn't there. Um, I'm not worried about United because of their de- to me, it's their defense. They, their, their, their defense to me is just not good enough. So I'm not worried about them because yeah. they don't have a defense. They have good attacking players, but to me, defensively, um, I mean, obviously, uh, Basaka is obviously great. Mm-hmm. They have players that can play, but as a team, Together, they to me they don't play good enough as a team defensively on their back, their back players. That I just I'm not worried about United. I agree. I agree. I think they give up a lot of goals to teams that shouldn't really be scoring that many goals. And Leicester's a good Leicester's a good team on their day though. Like they they could they could play with the big boys on their day, and then they just have some other days where they don't necessarily show up but they were ready to play with United and 
Telemans, I really can't. I really can't say like, that. They have. They they can bring it. Like any team can bring yeah. it at any time. At any yeah. point. Like they have. There's too much talent in the Premier League that you just can't take no nights off. But yeah. let's just say shouldn't be dropping four on you if you're supposedly one of the teams <laughs> gonna right in the. And, and could and could have and could have been more. Could have been more. Telemans had one off the post. Telemans set up a couple shots for people, and they just didn't finish. Like Telemans, before you get to the man of the match, is my man of the match. Dude, dude was all over the place, playing great balls in the box, helping win the ball back. Dude was, dude was everywhere, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, obviously, I mean, I would agree to you. But for me, um, he didn't score. He didn't. But he did score. Um, I mean, he did score. But uh, <laughs> it Vardy, 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 to me was was the man that just shined. Um, I'm jealous of them. I just, I just think he's just excellent, man. That dude's excellent, and he's got, and he's got swagger too, man. That dude's got swagger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not one of those dudes that's shy about like, yo, yo, I'm a good player. I'm gonna show you that I'm a good player. Vardy um, yeah. so, to me was is, is the man of the match. So. I guess I'll accept that. I'll accept All right. it. But. So, um, final thoughts and predictions on the season before we close off for today. Um, uh, same thing. Same thing from me. Um, I got I got Chelsea at one, Liverpool at two, Man City at three. Only reason I got Man City at three is because Pep can't figure out a lineup, and Pep can't figure out a lineup, and the Bruin not being healthy scares me a little bit. Even though Bernardo Silva is really, he's starting to dominate games again, like we saw a couple years back. But with the Bruin not being healthy, Sterling not really wanting to be there, Grealish. Mm, realist to me just not gonna score goals. So I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> I don't know. I got I got a lot of I got a lot of problems. Like I, I love Man City, not as much as Chelsea, but I just I'm just like man, I feel like they're not taking all the boxes that they should be taking. But but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Uh, I'm not at all worried about Man City. I'm confident that we can win the Champions League this year. Premier League to me doesn't matter uh, when it comes to uh, winning it or not. As long as we're top four, I'm okay with that. Um, obviously, I do want to win it, but uh, that's not my focus, especially after the heartbreak last season and and just KDB getting hurt that way. Rudiger, it just it just hurts me in a, in a, in a different kind of a way. Like I got like we gotta avenge that loss because I don't feel like we lost. With all our best people, if KDB would play the whole game, I feel like we had, we would have had a chance of making a different outcome. But um, so I just need to see that happen. I need us to win that Champions League. PSG is looking great, um, dangerous. I'm worried about them. I, I don't understand why we're always like why we're in the same situation as them. But um, whatever. Uh, I'll leave. Uh, that'll be a conversation for another day. But. No, main points. Obviously, I'm worried about KDB from uh, health-wise, so that's a major concern. But I think Foden this season is looking like a top-10 player in the world. And if he can just – if we can put him at 
that left or that right spot. If we could just put it at the right spot and put Grealish on the left spot, left forward spot, then it, it, it'll be fine. I don't know what the hesitation is to play him there. Um, he can he, he can obviously play there. If Mares can play there, he's a left-footed player. There's no reason why he can't just be there on a, on a consistent basis. We don't need him at the center forward position. It's just a waste of his talent. Put anybody there. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't know who the answer is now that Torres is out, but I feel pretty confident about our season. Um, I'm not at all worried at all. I want, especially if Zinchenko gets back, because he'll show up the, the defense. Um, and we didn't even take this game serious. Diaz didn't even start, so and he, and he got something at the end, but he didn't even start, so obviously Pat didn't care about this game the way he he usually care about it. You know, Gundogan looked pretty decent as well, um, even though Silva has been excellent. For me, the most part of the, the key to this season is Silva continuing to elevate, and if Silva continues to elevate and play the way he's playing, then Silva with De Bruyne and Foden and Grealish, like, that's going to be too much um, for, for people to handle. I just feel I'm just that confident in the, in the team. Um, De Bruyne hurt, worries about me. Health wise, especially because he doesn't play any defense at all. I feel like he doesn't care about that side of the ball, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Predictions. Let's get into predictions. Y'all play. Who do y'all play? Y'all play Norwich City. How you feeling? Uh, well, it'll, at this point, I think it'll be a shock to everyone if we lost to Norwich because our de- our defensive record is crazy good. Um. We rested players in the last Premier League game. Um, I'm sure we might rest a few this game. Um, it scares me not knowing the situation with Lukaku and Werner, but um, I think I think I can see us winning like two to zero. Like we, I mean, I'm starting to get comfortable. We don't we don't blow teams out. Norwich is really poor. Like they're not great. Um, so I don't see them scoring on us, but I also haven't seen us put four or five goals on people until today. We put up four goals, but I just don't. I don't see. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see that happening because I, I don't think we'll start all the players that we started in this Champions League game. So because of that, I think our goals will probably dry up a little bit because Lukaku and Werner are probably not going to play because they both went out for injuries, but. I think we'll still nick two goals, and I don't think Mendy, because of the form that he's been on, I don't think he's going to give one up. So I like I like us two zero. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. So Norwich is not good, so it's not right. Really, at least yeah. that. to me, it's just, at least that. <laughs> so yeah, we shouldn't so we, we shouldn't be losing a Norwich. We should. <laughs> This, I don't think there's any chance y'all lose, but <laughs> the score might be a little bit wider. But City versus uh, Brighton. Ooh. Uh, this uh, this is an interesting game for me. I think this is going to be a 2-1 game, actually. I think we're going to give up a goal here. Um, I think we're due to give up a goal. Um, we're just not in the, the, the form defensively. We got a couple injuries. And Pep has just been a little... Odd with the rotations, uh, lineup. So I just feel like we're going to give up one. 
Cancelo's been making a lot of mistakes. I think Cancelo makes a mistake and we go for goal and it's uh, on the on the left. Uh, he probably goes back to his normal position on the left side. But I think he gives, he makes a mistake and uh, we we go for goal in this one. I think we have to come back actually. I think we go down one zero in this game and we come back and win this one um two one or we draw. Um, it's going to be a two one or a one one type of game. Uh, I think that. Silver's been excellent. He's going to continue to be excellent. I think Silver sets somebody up. I'm, I'm going to go with Cancelo actually scores in this one. Um, Silver sets him up. And um, I think uh, I would say I think KDB probably finishes him off like he did last game with the goal that seals it off. Something like that. A ricochet or he just makes a play. I think like Need to be score, he's due to score. If he if he plays, it's another thing. KDB not might not play because he might need to rest him the way he's been looking. But um, I would say KDB finishes it off two one, or it, it ends up a draw. I don't see any scenario where we lose this one because we, we've been playing so good. Um, but um, just, this uh, might be a, this might be a Gundogan game as well. But we'll see. But I feel just, good about. It's just funny, like naming your goal scores, and none of them are strikers. But it is what it is. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't have, we don't, don't do strikers. We don't even do that. We don't even do that. Yeah, you that's know, old school. Nine, what's that? Striker. That's not. What's a, not what's a striker? What yeah, is a what is a striker? What is a striker? I like, I like, I like the two one. I like the two one prediction from you though. But I think. I think your boy Foden gets another goal because he's been on fire. I didn't even give you goal predictions for my game, but. Uh, that's because I think it's going to be two defenders. I think it'll be either Alonzo or Chilwell, whichever one starts, and then uh, probably another one of our center backs probably get a goal off a header. Because cause I don't, I mean, with the injuries, I don't know who's going to start. So we probably going to have to nick one off of a corner through physicality or just off some nice play, finding Chilwell on the left side in some space. His little midfield role that he's in now is. Just such a threat, like because nobody's tracking this man. Like your right back's not gonna go away in the middle of the field and like track him because it's just gonna leave space on the outside for whoever our winger is. So it's interesting. He's making he's making people think. Too cool. I like it. I like I like the way Thomas Thomas he's a great coach. Obviously, yeah. manager. Sorry, DT. <laughs> I don't Same know thing. what that is. I don't know what that is with soccer. They gotta feel like they're more important. I'm a manager. I'm not a coach. Whatever. Uh, 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 it's just a UK <laughs> thing, I guess. I don't know. Whatever, yeah, he's coach. Been a great, he's done a great job or excellent job managing yeah. the team. This is so. Alright, bro. So that's gonna end it for this this week's episode. It's been obviously been great. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the next one. Obviously, I hope our team needs to win and we'll be on top of the league uh, and we can have our rematch in the Champions League, in the Champions League final. Oh, that sounds that sounds beautiful. That would be a great yep. story to win that jump two years in a row against City. I love yeah, that. <laughs> without, without a cheap play by your boy. Uh, you know, we talk about that play more in the future. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I don't remember that, but whatever. With that assault, that assault that he did to my boy and broke his uh, eye socket. Rudiger, Rudiger, yeah, bro, Rudiger had another foul today that was just so unnecessary, and I'm like, yeah, this that's just his game, bro. He just getting in people's heads. Like he, 
the ball was gone for like an eternity, and he still decided he was just gonna whack into this dude back. I was like, Rudiger, bro, chill out. Solomon <laughs> Hill. Chill out. That's my player. Like Solomon Hill. Yeah, Solomon Hill. Hill. He's just like, yo, he's out here. Like, you hate to play against that guy, but you need that dude on your team. Like a Ron Artest type dude. I should, matter of fact, Ron Artest is a better comparison dude. Ron Artest is like, okay. All-star But it's it's wild though because like when I saw our defense was Thiago Silva, Rudiger, and Christensen, like compared to like last game, I was like, we're not giving up a goal. Mindy's gonna sleep. He gonna have a nap tonight in goal because those are our best defenders. Like those are the ones that need to be in the game. Either that or maybe Reese James for Christensen, but I do like Christensen too. But either way, like way better than what we put out there earlier in the week and we'll just have to see what we what we have going forward because when we're that solid defensively like we talked about it before Rudiger can make his Rudiger runs and all that stuff and you can cut some of this out because I've been talking forever <laughs> but yeah that dude, that dude, that dude like, he's a he almost had a, he almost had another assist bro a little huh? too confident. A little too uh, confident. He's like, yo, but, but he, the ball, man. Get a ball. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, he, what are you but, doing? bro, he, he, he almost had another assist today, but Warner messed it up, bro. Like, he he literally was like, all right, I can beat my man. Then if the next man doesn't step up, I'm just going to keep going. Like, he, he, does it, he does it consistently once or twice a game where he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on a run. I'm bored back here. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I just so, don't go. This center is making a, is doing a pick and roll on the top of the key. Like, oh, just kill the ball up. You're too tight, you know, I'm saying you want to be involved in the offense. But, like, just, just do your job, bro. Like, you know, but literally, like, but, he doesn't make mistakes that, like, like crucial mistakes. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know how he got those out of his game, though, you know, because he, I feel like he was making them before, but now, dude's consistent. Like, either is making that huge, large, I mean, that long run from out of the back or he's picking out a good pass. Like, I don't know. He just, he's just solid and we need to re-sign him. We tripping if he we don't re-sign this dude. He, he could. He's, he's not a great accuracy passer. He sees a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, he does, he does make some bad passes. Like, yo, yeah. just, I yeah, could put the ball there. That was an easy but, pass, but, but we got him turn it over. But we got Christensen and Tiago Silva who just have straight up dimes from the back. Like, Timo, yeah. Timo should actually score like 10 or 12 goals a, a year just from their passes. Cause he's, cause they're that good. Like, they can just put it on a plate. <laughs> yep. Anyway, bro, it's been great, bro. Um, looking forward to the next one. Um, yes, sir. Uh, you know, this is a good time of the year. Everybody's feeling happy and excellent. They feel like their teams are, everybody got a shot. You know, um, I feel like we're, our teams are on top of the league and, um, Champions League is going well as well. So, both for both yep. of us, but so, um, good times, good pleasure, times. Bro. And, uh, we out, bro. All right, bro. We out. All right, one. One.